Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This cornerstone, this solid ground, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England won another penalty shootout. The Euro qualifiers are back and we unveil our season predictions. Welcome to the show, everybody. Pete Donaldson and Jim Campbell are with me, Marcus Speller, and the banter beast, Luke Moore, is back. <laughs> banter beast. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> what an amazing intro. He's been oh. called some things in his time. Best I've ever had, that. <laughs> You've been away. I have. I'm, I'm sure there, are, there aren't many people that they haven't noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they all follow you on social Not media. Not for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Hey now, hey now, my boyfriend's back, and it's Luke. Mm-hmm. Am I your boyfriend now, Pete? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Radio yeah. boyfriend. Podcast boyfriend. Kisses and cuddles. Afterwards. Mm. You and me, baby. But not during. The long right summer. So you've got time for that. Yeah, indeed it is. Indeed, got time for indeed that. it is. Um, UEFA Nations League is over. Have mm. you got over? Because I listened to the show from Thursday. You were a bit downhearted. I was a bit downhearted. You feel better now? Right back at it. Good right back at the race. <laughs> Can't give a good man down. Listen, tough times, tough times don't last. Tough people do. Hands on the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> England win another penalty shootout so soon after the last one. It's getting a bit easy, this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I have to say, I have to say, I never thought I'd live to see the day. I understand it's a pointless game and all that. So obviously that contributed largely. I imagine the Swiss still wanted to win it. Well, so I think you want to win it. Yeah. But but to see England in a penalty shootout, considering the history of England in penalty yeah. shootouts, to see because it was the, the the penalties were taken at the England end of the ground, yeah. and 
Harry Maguire steps up to the first one and that chant, Harry Maguire. Bom, bom. Yeah. Uh, you heard that one. Yeah, yeah. And oh, every, is, it, is it La Bamba? No, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you've got the England fans partying away whilst one of our sent house is about to take the first penalty. Shoes. I thought, I'd never live to see the day <laughs> yeah. where this, there was a party atmosphere and the England fans yeah. going, hey, another penalty shoot. We should be okay. It was an absolute pile driver of a penalty oh, as beauty. well, wasn't it? And actually, you know what? As pointless as that game is, um, I, I would, I would, I'm glad to take England winning two penalty shootouts on the on the bounce, definitely. even if one of them is pointless. It's just a good habit to be in. Yeah, Southgate definitely. was using that penalty shootout as penalty practice, get like experience for some of the players. You look mm. at the takers. You had uh, uh, Maguire, then Ross Barkley, obviously Penenka did. God, he would miss um, that in the tournament. You, <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Um, it was a tournament, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, Jim, uh, a major one now, we have to call it. Uh, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling, please, because he'd missed a couple of chances, unlucky with yeah. a free kick. Uh, Jordan Pickford himself. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Pressman-esque. But yeah. that gave him home. real sort of, uh, that really pumped him up he loves it? it although the penalty that he he had after that he was pretty poor on. but there you go Pickford is the only England player to have uh, made the team of the tournament right you know. and, and with, with the penalty shootout and then Eric Dyer scored as well with the penalty shootout victories he scored in a much more convincing way than he did against Colombia as he well. did um, with the penalty shootout in competition thing the more you win them of course. In theory, the better you're going to get because you'll be more confident. A lot of it's to do with confidence. So and one thing begets the other, I think. Yeah. That nervousness I've, is trying, trying to get away with it. It's penalties. You've got to go out yeah. there and score and, and they look sort of fairly relaxed. I think a big part of the penalty issue, though, is that um, England have an inferiority complex against teams that are traditionally bigger than them. It's like you were saying about the Champions League, actually, and, and the, sort of the finals where the bigger team tends to come to the fore. And I think England sense that in shootouts. Mm. I, I was confident against Colombia as I was against Switzerland because I think England think they should beat them, so mm. they, they probably will. And it's, you know... We need to take the scalp of a Germany or someone like that on penalty before we can relax. Do you remember Iceland? (laughs) (laughs) England fans, superior in the streets. Yeah, classy in the streets. England players. Yeah. Not as good yeah. on the, in the I match. Don't know that we are superior in the streets. No, they late. think they're superior right. in the streets. Oh, That's course, what I mean. That, that is the root of all problems. Yes. England, England were the better team in the in the game, though. They were a lot of chances. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. They, they they should have put them away. But I think actually, as the game went on an extra time, I think to myself actually, in in a weird way, if England hadn't won sort of two or three nil and broken them down a few times, yeah. it was almost better to win on penalties because yeah. of that experience and, and that it's got more of, value. Definitely. Can we can we so. let the players rest now? Yeah, Can we just yeah, give I mean, them a couple of weeks off? Seems quite endless, doesn't it? <laughs> it's fair to say they've deserved a holiday. They probably only get Jeez. a few weeks, aren't they? Now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, the demands on the, on the top flight footballers nowadays. I, I don't get how rich you are and how much you're getting compensated for uh, being a footballer. Having just a, like under a month to off well unless you, you can afford go. to buy some sort of barnic body the money doesn't <laughs> yeah. make any difference well spare a thought yeah. for the, um, the top flight African and South American players because mm. yeah. you've got the African Cup of Nations and Copa yeah. America starting soon God, but yeah. you've also as, uh, the nature of pre-season now for the big clubs is that they're so all long. tours yeah. around Asia or, or the US and they're, mm. they're exhausting yeah massively Absolutely. some of these players may be given a little bit extra time yeah off. you'd hope so yeah. um, hope but so. that's the exception rather than the rule isn't it True. So, something you guys um, talked about on Thursday um, was the England squad um, this particular England team who are exciting and, and going going places we hope not being able to fashion a lot of chances through open play and, mm. and I don't think they've scored a goal from open play for quite a long time now and the um, the reasons for that and, and obviously you recorded that show before this third place mm. game where again England have drawn a blank I know they're a bit unlucky but they didn't take chances yeah. the only thing I want to add to that just because I think it's relevant to this game is to me, a part of the reason for it is because they don't get to spend as much time together. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't mentioned on Thursday, but it seemed pretty It seems pretty obvious to me watching this game at the weekend because 
the reason I think that teams who play together as club sides all the time, they get almost like a subconscious sixth sense about the other players' yeah, well, movements. Kevin De Bruyne stuff. was talking Exactly. About. Kevin mm. De Bruyne's quotes and it were really interesting about Rejon Stones. Mm. So I wonder whether it actually is a a, a good long-term strategy to just become really good at set pieces. It's not glamorous. Mm. It's not sexy. Maybe it's something a stick to beat people with sometimes. Mm. But a goal is a goal. That's, so that's why oh, it was absolutely. so gutting that that Lingard one was also. I know that's that a lovely move. move yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, even Callum yeah. Wilson, we got done again by VAR. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but rightly so. Was, rightly so. Do you think that foul was that that clear cut? I, no, I, I didn't. I certainly didn't think it was clear and obvious. But I mean, it was a foul, wasn't it? So yeah. I guess it's the the referee interpreting. Well, as I say, as he sees it, I've, I've decided because you can't really go. Well, it's not a clear and obvious foul, but it is a foul. But I'm going to let it go. It's a weird rule that. Mm. In which case, if it's clear and obvious, you shouldn't have missed it, and you're fired. If Trent Alexander-Arnold becomes the first choice right back, I think he might. He, I think he has surely to England are going to score from open play yeah. soon. Oh enough. wow! Did he make seven chances in that game? He has to be coming. Yeah. Phenomenal. The, mo- the most amount of crosses I think an England player's put in since um, Beckham v Andorra I mean, in 2009, I think the stat was off the, the top of my head. The, the quality he's showing, the season he's had, the age he's at as well, and how well mm. he's stepped up for England as well. I mean, we're, we're talking, if he can keep this up and develop at a good rate, it could be the best right back in the world. Well, he could, he's an absolutely fantastic he could player. Be, as you say, if he, if he keeps it, I mean, it's unlikely that this will play out, but he could be the right back for the next 10 years or something for England if he, if the he perspe- continues. The perspective which really hit home for me with Alexander-Arnold is that he's younger than Aaron Wan-Bissaka. <laughs> and everyone's talking about Wan-Bissaka, you know, he's great, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a good prospect, we've got to keep him in the under-21s. And Alexander-Arnold, who's, a, you know, I think is born the year after him, has already won the Champions League. Mm. and is somebody, Two Champions League finals. Yeah, two Champions League and it looks like, it, for me at least, I don't know how you guys feel, but he has to start right back from yeah. He's 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 simply better than Carl Walker. Mm, yeah, and, absolutely. At this stage. And Trippier too. And I, I oh, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. in maybe you know four, five, six years when Jurgen Klopp takes over as England manager <laughs> and we go to, to win the next tournament, uh, he'll know him very well, and it will be it work out. Well, that familiarity so, will be useful. I'd like to point out that the England finishing third at the UEFA Nations League is the first time since Euro '68. That England have finished third <laughs> that, in a major tournament. That just sounds weird, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it really. Does. When I read that in the running order you put it around, I had to check it. Yeah, it's not something that really springs to mind. Euro. No. Well, the Euros <laughs> never. I would argue the Euros never really got going until one could say 1988, mm. when the Dutch won. It was eight teams in the tournament. Mm. But I, I honestly think. Um, Euro 96 was when it can I? when it yeah. became like there were four teams in Euro can 68 I, is that I how just, we finished third yeah that's it I think no, I think it was similar to the UEFA Nations League I think you had to do little qualifying groups and then four went through to the actual tournament right. I think the actual tournament was only listed as four teams though yes no matter how rigorous the qualification <laughs> is sure Italy, Yugoslavia England, Slovenia uh, so, sorry Soviet Union and we came third right, two lineup. of them don't exist <laughs> yeah. 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 so does that mean we run us up I guess yeah. so, we still yeah. don't win yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've just been formed as a nation then did, did you see Southgate said that the medals they received for finishing third were just like basically lobbed to them in a bag there yeah. you are lads I love should it. be enough in there yeah <laughs> just got them down a little trophy shop it's better than having a podium and all that though that would have been particularly yeah. uh, excruciating yeah um, but uh, I mean, what about Joe Gomez starting centre half? Joseph Dave Gomez. Yes, I think he, that. I think he has to. I think he has to start as well. I, I think he could be England's best centre half. Yeah, I think he has to start. I, th- I think hasn't, hasn't Southgate already said that Stones is going to take a bit of time out now until he starts games consistently for Man City, mm-hmm. yeah, which is quite a bold thing to say, by the way. Bold, but yeah. also very fair because mm. he's he's said yes, I am going to drop him, but here is why he will get back in the team. Well, he's so that, great at that stuff. Southgate. He is Southgate. Um, although he's got a bit of a blind spot with Fabian Delph, though. You think? Do you think? Well, think, well think about it. I mean, yeah. I, what other options? When he, he said, "No, no," I, I, but, but people would say to Southgate, "If you're holding him to his word, 
that he says I'm going to play, pick players who are playing for their clubs and they're on form and mm. that. And Dale's hardly kicked a ball yeah, for Man City. Mm. I don't, I, look, I don't disagree and I think to, to hold him to that particularly might be a bit harsh. I just think he didn't have a choice. No. Yeah, in I that think, instance because Dyer's had, had injury. Well, he, he committed to not playing Henderson because of the Champions League final, didn't mm, he? Yeah. I think that was probably a commitment he made to Liverpool. I, I, I mean, given that Holland played Van Dijk, Mm, means yeah. maybe he didn't have to do it and Henderson was only past fit on the morning of the game wasn't yeah. he or something maybe yeah. maybe it was just too much for him he'll, yeah. he'll have seen him in training I imagine Delph is the sort of player that works really really hard in training and also he's he's the closest thing to James Milner really isn't he a guy who is going to fill in where needed and yeah. just and just just do a yeah. job that you ask him to do well, so I think, probably quite, that. I think his attitude is pretty good I think he's, he's good to have around the camp mm. he gets people going you <clears> saw <throat> that Man City documentary but I wonder I, I, on the well, while we're talking about Delph I, I'd like to see him move from Man City because I think he's got stuff to offer I really do and I think he can offer you know like I, I, I know it's unlikely he would go to Manchester United but I'd like that he want a bit of desire in there he want a bit of legs oh, I don't know into where you say that Man United <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, <laughs> some of them central midfielders have been questioned about he, their attitude and the season yeah. just gone. Could he join the Raffolution? <laughs> hey, Wherever he turns up. Yeah. Well, hey. All I'm saying is Delph to me. The Jose-lution, yeah. mate. More on that later. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. But uh, I just think he's got something to offer. He's won things. He's got the right attitude. He's. Yeah. Lo- he's lo- I understand from he's his... He's a senior pro now as completely, well. Completely. I understand yeah. from his point of view. He's not got too many years left. And for him, he's probably on an absolute packet Manchester City it would be an amazing atmosphere to be around if you're a professional footballer he probably gets a few nuggets here and there and probably thinks you know I'm maybe good enough to break into the side but anyway Um, on on the um, on the chat you had on Thursday as well just because I listened to it as a, as a listener you've got I, a right to reply I loved it no 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 no. I don't, I don't need to do that but you guys talked about um, the lack of ability to control the game in midfield against that De Jong type player yeah and I think I completely agree with that and um, did you guys see anything in the game against Switzerland where you felt it was a bit easier for England in the midfield because to me in international football that's really important mm. and with Winks in there a fully fit Winks to grow into that role I think yeah. it'll be really exciting but of course we can't see him staying fit I wonder if James Madison is quite that kind of player although he's an exciting player touch further forward but mm. I, th- I think with England, there's not that many other candidates no there isn't but you don't have to play with that sort of fulcrum that uh, deep line playmaker that the Dutch played with and Pirlo we know about and Modric as well you can have you could have um, one or two midfielders who are sitting in front of the back four and then a, a kind of a, not a number 10 but somebody who's more of an attacking midfielder in front of them yeah and and so there's different ways to control a game mm. but I think England against the Netherlands I think they tried to go toe-to-toe with them whereas if when England went away to Spain in that 3-2 win in, in Seville which was an amazing England performance especially in the first half the way England played, England said, well, we know you're going to have more of the ball and you're going to have control, so we're going to hit you on the break, we're going to do this. And and I say the first half of that game was one of the best um, sort of sections of an England performance I think I've ever seen. With the Dutch, I think they weren't sure and I think they probably thought, we'll go toe-to-toe with them and mm. we can have them. And it turned out that um, it wasn't the case. I thought it looked like they relinquished control of the football and then tried to play on the break, mm, which but, which is a gamble because you never have control of the game. Yeah, I, but I, I think you can you can almost kind of... In a weird way, I keep going back to that Spain game, you can try and almost control a game like Mourinho does. Mourinho says, let them have the ball. Mm. And they still manage to control a game, his mm. sides. But he has a lot of time to work the players. Yeah, he, he, but it's the same for everybody international level, though. 
Yeah. So that's that's the just to, across to the me, board. It, feel, it feels like Southgate. You know, he played three at the back with like one just in front in the World Cup, and that was like yeah. his system, wasn't it? And that's yeah. that's that's what he stuck to, mm-hmm. and that's what they'd worked towards, and that's what they were going to play. And now he seems to be quite committed to four three three in this cycle. Yeah. And I just feel like if he is going to commit to that, and we're going to play that every game, I'm not against it. It's more not... of a diamondy type in Switzerland. I think he's he's almost playing variations of four. But he has to have the players in there that can execute those roles. Like, I, I don't know whether. He, at the moment with the fitness issues we've got and the unavailability of players mm-hmm. whether against the good teams it's perhaps a bit of a wasted fool's errand that's so, 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 so how would you how would you like to see England line up then don't know <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about the players we haven't got I'm saying that the players I think you, you need someone to, if you're going to play with a three like that and well Henderson and Dyer in front of a back four I think you have to play Henderson there um as the, as the fulcrum in, in the absence of Winks even though he's had a very good season not playing that role and he said to Klopp I don't want to play that role no one else can do it mm. well Declan Rice hopefully could grow into not that, that role not player in my opinion is it time no, for John Drushelvy yes there we are. <laughs> get there in the end and we can move on can't we <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry Jim were you going to say about that position no I was just going to I was just having a little daydream about John Drushelvy pinging him into Grant Holt yeah. <laughs> uh, further down memory get him on that cargo plane right. does, well yeah. Southgate said he's been very pleased with the players desire and hunger to get better and grow as a team so it's pleasing that it ends on a on a, on a, on a positive, a slight positive, obviously yeah. not the positive I mean, we wanted. Well, it is a positive. Yeah. One, one, you, know, you win the game, you, you lose a game, you win the next game, you yeah. come third, that's positive in my but, I mean, Pickford was saying you learn more from the failures and all. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's been a learning curve and it's all right. They've but it, learned how to be confident in a penalty shootout. You could see that in the players yeah. and that, it's just invaluable. And they've also learned, I think, that to not let disappointment affect them mm-hmm. it felt like for many years watching England that every disappointment was just informing the next one and mm-hmm. nothing would ever improve and, you, and when Jordan Pickford says oh you learn from more than defeats I agree you can't keep having defeats no no yeah. so if, if you if you learn learned from a, so much if, yeah if you have a defeat and then you win the next game mm-hmm. then you can you can say that right England didn't learn from tournament after tournament after tournament so hopefully we're seeing an area but, now where we will but do you not think though because people need to go oh another semi-final defeat oh as soon as we came up against a better side I, I actually don't nah. go in for that because since the semi-final England came through that group with Croatia who beat them yeah. and Spain who are better than England yes. yeah. England found a way to yeah. beat those sides I know against Croatia and if it wasn't for Jan Sommer who's one of the most underrated keepers in the world from what I've seen I, mean, mm. I don't watch him as much as some but every time I see him he looks brilliant he made yeah. some good if it wasn't for him England would have won that game easily yeah and, and so um, I, I think I think it is more of a positive than a negative. It does highlight, again, an area where England struggle. But sometimes that area does need highlighting. And at least it wasn't highlighted in a, in a, a you know, next summer. Yes. And, and this gives Southgate something to go away and learn. Uh, and so maybe the U- Nations League has been very useful for England on that front. Yeah, then. we've used it to our advantage. Yeah. Again, we've learned so much. We're like exactly. grandmasters now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, Petey, absolutely. Portugal, of course, won the, the first UEFA Nations League ever. The trophy will sit alongside their European Championship yeah. trophy. They're having a lovely time. They hold two of the three belts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. yeah, very much so. It was... Uh, there's, there's, Ceremony was strange, wasn't it? <laughs> Give it to Ronaldo and then let him carry it over to the rest of the team. That was, yeah, that was a bit odd. Can I just check that Marcus is now fully endorsing the idea that Portugal hire Eddie Hearn and get them to play <laughs> into organise a game against France for their World Cup belt yes. to become undisputed kings of the world? I think yeah. that's how it should work. Up for it. Yeah. Didn't they, but they have that though. I've, I forget who's got the title now, the unofficial world champion. Do you know what that is? Yeah, who started that? You know Scotland, who started Scotland that? Did. Scotland started that after the World <laughs> Cup in 1967. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah, they yeah, did. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the scene is so typically Scotland. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, I do like the look of the trophy, though. Yes. It's a nice one, wasn't nice. it? Yeah, it's a lovely look. I, I realised mm. watching the game, and I, I should have realised what the trophy looked like because it's kept flashing up. But I, I, I don't know what it looks like. I, yeah. I don't know what's exactly that, but I don't want to be mean. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, on, every, it's on every logo. TV show, yeah. It's on every logo that yeah. you see. But you know what I mean? It's not, it's not burned into the conscience exactly. like the other ones yeah. are, you know? I, I would say that the delivery of the medals to put over the heads of Virgil van Dijk, etc., was spotless. The way that... Uh, really? Who was giving them... I, I can't remember who was giving them that, but... Uh, uh, set blaster. Hand, hand behind... One fell motion, just over the head. Yeah, hand behind, fun. over the head. Hand um, behind, over the head. The, run, the runners up um, take them off straight away, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, do. yeah. That, that system happens, and as soon as they walk past the guy getting the middle, they take mm. off again. Yeah. It's a bit but different. When, when yeah. it comes to giving those things out, though, I mean, the the facilities and the training and the nutritionists and even the sports psychologists no, yeah. involved in people putting oh, runners yeah. medals on now in the game are just, yeah. just streets <laughs> ahead of anyone. <laughs> it's sport. a bit different the way England got their medals. Gareth Southwick said, I think, I think, are we... Do we get bronze medals? Oh, yeah, hang on a minute. Here they are. Yeah. Is that the recycling bin or is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, look in that bin bag? <laughs> I don't want to look in there. Just toss it over. There yeah. you go, boys. Yeah. Well done. Um, yeah, Gonzalo Guedes got the only goal. Sillison, mm. he got a big hand to it, but he couldn't keep it out. It, it, yeah, it was one of those ones where actually you can't really blame the keeper for it because he hit it with such power. Oh, Gee, no, I was... think he has to save it. You think? I think he has to save it. Yeah, his hand has gone bow. Yeah, exactly. It's just gone through his hand almost. I think it? he's dived too high. And so if, if you look at it, it hits the bottom of his hand. I think, mm. I don't know. I mean, you guys obviously don't agree. Marcus, what he do you think? He could have got a bigger palm on it. I think he has to save he, uh, it. I don't know. It's okay. difficult. Yeah. I have to, uh, to yeah, it, I abstain from this. He was, he was, yeah. full, he was at full stretch. Nice being the host. Arm out, arm out stretched. <laughs> yeah. And it was straight in there. But oh, fair it, enough. it looked like watching that match, I was like, oh yeah, this is what international football looks like. People yeah. taking absolute howitzer shots all the time. Yeah. Keep us palming it out. Because, oh, it was fantastic. But <laughs> the, way the, the, way the, the way the ball came across, the cut, the pullback was poor, wasn't it? So he had to make adjustments. It was and it looked to me like he couldn't get as much power on it, but you, I'm obviously yeah. talking about Ronaldo boxing. was screaming. Could, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Guedes is, is lucky, isn't yeah. he, that he scored Under that, that pressure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you think Ronaldo was annoyed that it wasn't him that got the goal? Actually, you know what? You, you expect Ronaldo to, to be annoyed about that sort of thing, don't yeah. you? And throw a bit of a hissy fit. But actually, he didn't look like that at all. No, he, 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 didn't. he was, he was mellowing in his old age. People talk about him not being a team player in the big games, but he absolutely was yesterday. Do you think, though, when he lifts that trophy, he's like, ah, it's another international trophy that Messi doesn't have? Yeah, of course he does. Of course he does, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can't nil. have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sooner or later, the South American um, Football Association, Commebol, is it? Yeah, yeah, they they are going to create a tournament <laughs> for Lionel Messi to win. That has three because, trophies. Because I mean, they've, they've got, done their best with the Copa America, yeah, but Chile it. have nicked it on penalties twice against them. I think yeah. is it twice the Chile. They definitely don't once. Yeah. Might have been twice when yeah when it was all Argentina. I mean, to be, they don't need. To, he's had his a big chance. I'd love. I'd love there's it. another chance this when, summer. When that game happened, I'd love it if the camera just cut to the uh, uh, director's box and yeah. Ronaldo's just sat in there with the sunglasses on. <laughs> Just nodding, going, chili, yeah. Full chili kit on. Yeah, should have spoke to me. <laughs> should have come to me for tips. <laughs> Starts Incredible. on Saturday, isn't it? The Copper America. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like, football doesn't end no, now. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Those endless. players didn't have a tournament last. Oh, they had World Cup, but they didn't have the European Championships. So it's, it's, it, it rotates. It's, it's an awful lot of football. They've it's played. just exhausting. Get on with it. Get on with it. Um, Ronald Koeman said that Portugal were the masters of defending when they went ahead. And and that defensive lineup he is referring to there includes Jose Font, the former Crystal Palace, Southampton and West Ham man. They were great. Which I find incredible. He's he was so poor at West Ham. He went off to China. You think, he did well, get caught out against Holland once. That, you see, Memphis nipped in, and it was like he was very unlucky. Clean sheet. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, won the yeah. away for Nations League. I know. Have a bit of respect, Luke. Exactly. Sorry. Pepe wasn't there because he was injured. He was getting involved though. The Por- of course he was. Yeah. But the um, yeah, Portugal, they are very solid. Uh, Fernando Santos 
has uh, has got them well drilled when it comes mm, to the. They got the some Arsenal good players. Defense. They do, and they mm. were the, they were the better side by by a long way. Yeah. Surprising against that Dutch team, and it's, they are they're in an exciting place because obviously Ronaldo is some sort of bionic man, yeah. so you wouldn't yeah. want to sort of make any bets on when he's going to retire or even sort of dip his level. Bernardo Silva is is a fantastic player mm. that would be probably like. He would be the shining light, wouldn't he? With Ronaldo, not not this or Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez yeah, coming through as great. well. But then William Carvalho is twenty seven now, so he he's at a, a consistent mm-hmm. level in his game, and they they look like a really strong team rather than an okay team with Ronaldo in them. Oh, it's almost like you think of Ronaldo as soon as you think of Portugal, mm-hmm. and you. I'm not saying you do automatically think this consciously, but you think, oh, they've got Ronaldo like a one-man team kind of yeah. thing. But they're not. I mean, they've got they've got a load of good players. And the players they brought off the bench, like Neves, Moutinho, mm, yeah. uh, Rafa, the young kid. But yeah. they've still got Jose Font in defence. Yeah. <laughs> remarkable. Bloody yeah. remarkable. Do you, th- uh, do you think Ronaldo will make the next World Cup? I think he probably will. I think he's got to be aiming for that, right? Yeah. He'll be there. Yeah. He'll be there. Big time. Don't worry about yeah. that. Manager. Uh, before we go to an ad break, very sad news to hear the passing of Justin Edinburgh. Yeah, just yeah, came out that, didn't it? Absolutely Blimey. tragic. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> suffered a heart attack just after the a couple of days after the Champions League final, which I think he was involved in. In, in uh, I think he was over in Madrid doing some work over there. Mm. Looked full of life. Apparently, obviously, just delivered um, late in Orient back to the football league. Forty nine years old Absolutely as well. Horrendous. Absolute tragedy. Very, very sorry to hear that. Yeah, a lot of nice tributes coming in for him. Um, but ah. by all accounts, a lovely, lovely man as well. And he fosters a real atmosphere at that club as well. And it, it, there were some wonderful videos of they him were, just larking they? about in, with mm. his with his players. It's so horrible. Yeah, it really is horrible. All right, let's have a quick ad break, and after which we'll talk about some European Championship qualifiers. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Joe Kinnear and you're listening to Football Ramble. Hello, I'm Xavi Alonso and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Two classics. Yeah. yeah. All often put in the same sentence, those two. Joe Kinnear. If only Joe Kinnear could have got hold of Xavi Alonso as a manager. Yeah. Well, he had good contacts, <laughs> but they obviously weren't that good. Before, yeah. before we go to the emails, Luke Moore 
has an enormous update. Yes, indeed, Marcus. I've got some very exciting news. In fact, we all have. I'm delighted to report that the Football Ramble officially, pin your ears back here, okay. the Football Ramble officially will become Football Ramble Daily from <gasps> next season. That's right. Alongside the two regular rambles you're used to hearing each week, we're going to have three more shows featuring some of us and some of our most frequent collaborators, as well as some new faces too. All this adds up to Football Ramble Daily for the 2019-20 season from Monday the 5th of August. And obviously we couldn't be more excited. You can tell by the the gasps around (laughs) me. Keep checking back throughout the summer for more details and further announcements of the type of shows we'll be making um, at Football Ramble on Twitter and at The Football Ramble on Instagram is where you'll get all the latest news football ramble daily from the 5th of august next season my giddy aunt just got giddy she, it's, it's she's like, giddy herself silly she's fallen off a chair it's like yeah. avengers assemble i'm just worried there's gonna be a football ramble shaped thanos in the picture <laughs> uh, you might be it <laughs> oh if, no if you look around the room in the group and there's no thanos then you are that thanos <laughs> there we go exciting right yeah right, yeah, yeah. so keep checking back on all the social media and we'll, we'll drip out more stuff through the summer as well mm. but the salient facts are football ramble daily from the 5th of August. Get on that. It's the FRD, baby. Yeah, and it's the emails. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! You've got mail. Bad bees! Ooh la la. It's time for emails. Uh, bad bees. Uh, I think there was a there was a bee infestation somewhere in a match in South America. I do believe that somebody tweeted, uh, and it's just these horrible uh, set of bees that had uh, infected a um, a chair. Ooh. In the stadium. I tell you, in South America, you get some serious bees. Naughty as well. bees. Killer bees. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. Just to continue the depressing discussion from the last uh, podcast, absolutely hit the nail on the head about the English fans, etc. They are a disgrace. As a Welsh fan, I just wanted to highlight that since our joint appearance at uh, Euro 2016, there have only been nine Welsh football fan arrests whilst abroad, all related to drunkenness and flares. Right. I like the mm. idea that it's actual. Um, it was the fashion uh, yeah. abomination that is flares yeah, rather than actual flares. Yeah. Um, England comparison appear to have over 100 arrests in this period. I realise we didn't appear at Russia um, and have a significantly smaller population, but I just wanted to raise the point that we clearly know how to behave when following our team around Europe. I'm sure our Irish and Scottish counterparts have uh, similar stories. Well, so like, yeah, so do Ireland, by the way. I mean, Ireland travel in massive numbers and well, like, to, like to get on the booze. But we were talking about the superiority complex of, yes. uh, of England as well. Well, Jim brought up that very good point. The thing is, though, I, I would like to point out that, that the England fans in the stadium in that third place playoff, that that that's like I said before, England have got such a phenomenal support in terms of numbers, and they make such a noise and all that. I, I know it's a painfully obvious thing to say, but if they could get rid of that awful section, it's England because it, 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 it's such a shame because it could be so so could be an good. Asset. Yeah. Could be an asset. It absolutely, absolutely could be so so good, and, it, and and unfortunately, it does become a distraction. It was uh, could we include the England ban in that horrible section as well? England oh yeah, <laughs> there are, but, yeah, there are, you've got to take that on its merits. You're gonna to have to make a decision on the England ban. <laughs> maybe you, maybe yeah. you trick them into like walking off a cliff, and the others follow them or something. <laughs> That's harsh, Jim. <laughs> that is harsh. <laughs> that is harsh. Like the Pied Piper. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was uh, it was awful to see um, a lot of people, a lot of villagers, uh, like city city folk, um, applauding uh, as the England fans left left the uh, stadium for oh. the final time oh. in uh, Portugal. Um, hello to <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Um, I'm enjoying Hang on, they were straight. applauding. Yeah, yeah, they were lining the streets and applauding Thank the God. England fans away from their Thank town. God, you're leaving. Yeah. Mm. It I wasn't see. nice to see. Uh, Adam Johnston has got in touch. Uh, I saw Luke Moore. Oh, yeah. by, by the way, have we got a shout on the cafeteria? Oh, yeah, the yeah, cafeteria thing. That? So, I, I, I obviously did hear that. Um, and <laughs> my initial reaction was, there must be some truth in this because I do go to that Sainsbury's. Right. <laughs> but I don't remember the specific incident itself. Right. So, I can't deny it. Yeah. But I can't confirm it. 
And if I did do it, it almost certainly would have been through accident. And I'll do it some again. kind of price-based fury. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like coffee. Why am I looking at this? What Smack. I try to do is just make a quick, cheap uh, cup of coffee in there. <laughs> I got rumbled. If you drop it like a cup of... Yeah, because it's such thin glass, you would just still have a handle with two rings, yeah. wouldn't you, really? Yeah. I don't even drink up. coffee, so what I wouldn't have been a good point. With the, what happened with the suit? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what happened with the suit? Oh, yeah, yeah. you Ubered your suit to Do you want the, the actual story about yes, that? Yes, please. Well, how long is it? Oh, I'll make it as quick as I All can. Right. Yeah. You'll just sound exactly what the listeners are thinking. How <laughs> uh, long's a piece of thread? I got 10 minutes outside Gatwick Airport. Yeah. Not enough time to go back. About mm. 45 minute drive mm-hmm. back, so an hour and a half each way. I right. realised that I'd left my suit for my brother-in-law's wedding mm. and Mimi's dress in the same bag at oh, home. Oh, God. Right. Um, and it was, a, it was a space-themed wedding. So Mimi had like a special dress yeah. and everything. And... Um, so we, she had a really quick idea, which was to call our downstairs neighbours who've got a key. Mm. So we called them. Uh, they weren't in. Uh, oh. But oh, no. she got the babysitter for her son to go up into our flat, get the suit and the dress while I called an Uber yeah. and chuck it in the back of the Uber. And I called the Uber guy through the app mm-hmm. and said, can you just get as quick as you can, please? And I'll give you a tip. And like an absolute champion, he, um, he got there on time. That's I, an excellent story. I wait yeah. in the drop-off bit for him. Mm. And he was amazing. He jumped out the car with the suit and was like, go, go, go. And, I just <laughs> it on. and we made it probably about 10 minutes to spare. Houston, oh, we brilliant. have a suit. It was amazing. That's so, very well played. So it was a costly Great. mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it cost a few quid. But as everyone out there who knows who was married, it's probably most important that I kept my wife happy. And I was able to do that. You've done very so well. Done. I don't just go around Ubering things to different <laughs> locations as you guys I'm into my show. Cafetiere. I fancy a rice Ubering pudding. Everywhere. Yeah. Right, Get well, me a rice pudding. Do, yeah. we, do we have a, another story? It's not like Bono's hat. Adam Johnston <laughs> has got in touch. I saw Luke Moore at a grocery store in London yesterday. I told him how cool it was to meet him in person, but I didn't want to be annoying and bother him and ask him for photos or anything. He said, oh, like you're doing now. I was taken aback and all I could say was, huh? But he kept cutting me off and saying, huh, huh, huh? And closing his hand shut oh. in front of my face. I walked away and continuing my shopping and I heard him chuckle as I walked off. When I came to pay for my stuff up front, I saw him try to walk out the doors with like 15 Milky Ways in his hands without paying. The girl at the counter was very nice about him, professional, and was like, sir, you need to pay for these first. At first he kept pretending to be tired and not hear her, but eventually turned back around and brought them to the counter. When she took one of the bars and started scanning it multiple times, he stopped her and told her to scan them in each individually to prevent any electrical interference and then turned around and winked at me. I don't even think that's a word. Uh, after... Uh, she scanned each bar and put them in a bag and started to say the price. He kept interrupting her by yawning really loudly. Yeah, all that happened. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> all that happened. Yeah. Exactly. I'm enjoying told. these tall tales from yeah. uh, Luke Moore. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly right. uh, yeah, to none, quote none. every teenage boy on Twitter, didn't happen. Yeah. None of that happened. Literally um, none of that is true. Hello, have you ever eaten a Milky Way? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Have you got a taste for the way? I know. You know how I know he's wrong. It was a NASA themed wedding. I, I was by the uh, doubles. Uh, James uh, I know you said no man at two birthdays but technically this is completely different your confusion Pete is that you actually share your birthday with Hitler's death day Oh, so you're uh, reincarnated. A truly heartwarming. <laughs> and you were born in 45 yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're, you're another host body. <laughs> if you would like to say, if you'd like to say hello, shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Only slightly though. Yeah. Um, let's go to the European Championship qualifiers. Wales lost away in Croatia set back for gigs and his guys mm. Croatia have still never lost a home Euro qualifier quite impressive really. a young nation but impressive nonetheless yeah, absolutely yeah. so. um, Wilson missed a chance early on after Gareth Bale took one of the longest throw-ins 
in the history of mankind. Yeah, to the point where he didn't he didn't fall over, did he? But he just he lay on the floor. He had so much bodily momentum. It was incredible. Could, if you haven't seen that Gareth Bell throwing, check it out. Yeah, he, he, can, I be, um, can I be ramble dickhead of the week? What, did he have his right foot raised? I don't think it was a legal throw-in. Why? <laughs> I think one of his feet were off the ground when he threw it. Oh, and I yeah. checked the laws earlier. No, you can't. You've got to have both feet on the ground. Exactly, it's the kind of guy I am. And I, look, I'm happy it went. I'm happy it were continued. You, were you impressed with what you saw? Oh, it was amazing. Excellent. It was a spinner. Yeah. And I wish a goal had been scored after It was. It was one of those things, Marcus, where you know when someone scores an amazing goal mm. in like a 4-1 defeat and it's yeah. never remembered. Because the guy didn't score, That's right. it's not going to be remembered. But well so, done to you. Pete's got it here. I've got it here. Got it here. Picks it up really quick. Spinner. Oof. No, I think he's fine. Nah, he's definitely got his trailing leg Look off at the, the replay. Off the, off we, the, need the, we need to see the replay. So would VAR, would they have had VAR in that game? For a throw-in? Oh, Peter, you've knocked it on too far. Too far. See? Right foot. Yeah. Right foot. Yeah. Massive off the ground. It does a little kind of... Um, it's like a ballerina. It's very ballerina close. Throwing. I'm happy you got the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Yeah. They it's still, a, it they, was a they, beautiful Unfortunately, thing. the guy didn't score. Well, Wales, Peter... <laughs> I just wanted to say I'd rather see... I, I don't care about the two feet on the ground thing. I think you should be able to do whatever. I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that too. Spectacular. Fell thrones are a waste of time. Stupid. Yeah. Wales are a waste of hungry tomorrow night. Hungry did beat... Croatia, of course. Mm. Uh, Wales third in the group on three points. Hungary top six with Croatia. But both of those sides have played one more match than Wales. Well, people said that the Hungary shouldn't bring back in um, Hidakuti and Pushkash. But I mean, that result against Croatia shows that it was absolutely the right decision. Indeed it was. <laughs> Indeed, I hope they'll do Indeed the same again against Wales. Yeah, but I mean, you know, two one away to Croatia. It's, it's not terrible. And... They got back in the game as well. Yeah, they did. I, mean, I, on. I understand they still get, you get zero points. But in terms of goal difference, in terms of head-to-head, all that kind of stuff... Last ten minutes were very, very exciting. Not too shabby. Oh yeah, they did have. A, I mean, Croatia had a chance as well, but there was a, there was a moment where they could have been close, yeah. but they didn't. Of course, Scotland beat Cyprus two one. A last minute Oliver Burke goal got Steve Clark off to a winning start mm, as Scotland manager. It wasn't as simple as that though, was it? It wasn't. They, Jim, was uh, it? There was a, there was an equaliser. It was fairly late on. Was I honest? It, it looked like they Kusulos. might. Uh, might mess it up. He scored no. in the 87th minute to equalise. <laughs> did you guys see the Mark McGee coverage of this? I did. It's so good. <laughs> Just for those who didn't, um, Sky Sports News were covering it. On I, I don't. So I think it was Sky Sports News. And, and what it they was. do, if you've got Sky Sports News but you haven't got Sky Sports, you can watch updates. They keep throwing to it, and yet, like Soccer Saturday, they have someone watching the game. Yeah. Mark McGee. They cut to Mark McGee, who's commentating in a Soccer Saturday style mm-hmm. on the Scotland Cyprus game. And it's one all, and he's just talking. Oh, and this is happening. That's happening. No, I think Cyprus has just equalised. But then, but, but Scotland score. Yeah, but they scored about a minute and a half after Cyprus scored. Yeah, and so he, he Cyprus just... equalised. So they went to him, and he's sitting there going, "Yeah," and he's sort of talking through, and he's going, "Oh, yeah, yeah they've equalised." Oh, dear, dear, dear. oh, Scotland scored. He just no, he just goes, and Scotland are on the attack now, and uh, goal. <laughs> <laughs> but to the point, I'm not suggesting you should be so ridiculously biased. It's terrible viewing, but I'd like to know what's going on. Yeah, and the way he says it, it's impossible to know who scored. I think he's, he's I think he's saving the knowledge that Scotland have already got a playoff spot secured in, in the hope of qualification. He's, he's, he's gone into that actually that gig as a dead rubber. It's yeah. a dead rubber. It's a waste yeah. of my time. After losing to Kazakhstan, Scotland needed a win, so yeah. a draw really at home to Cyprus would have been quite damning. Screamer from Andy Robertson as well. Oh, nice mm. one. Yeah, mm. good to see him. Good to see one. Of their, probably their only world class play yeah. at the moment. You can't rely on your world class right back to be scoring for you as well. Okay. Oh, yes, of right course, back? no left back. No, left back, of course, course he is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I wondered if he'd have been switched over. Oh, I didn't no, see the game. Any plays on the right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're third on the same points as Russia, three behind Belgium, who they play tomorrow evening away. Press them. 
Yeah. Press them because Kevin De Bruyne thinks he's... <laughs> press them like like flowers in a book. Uh, I did I, I did find it funny when Kevin De Bruyne was saying about about John Stones. It's like no, I agree with you, but that was a really bad error from John Stones. That was very ponderous. Got, the context is helpful. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that, uh-huh. but there's no way you should be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish a reporter had said that to De Bruyne. <laughs> Thanks for the quotes. Appreciate that, uh-huh. but you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Say something. It's a video. Wow. Um, Ireland got a good point away to Denmark. Big point for Mickey McCarthy. Shane, yep. Shane Duffy got the equaliser. A late equaliser. Seven points from three matches. And one of their toughest matches out of the way. He could, and he Mick made, McCarthy's Island. They played Gibraltar this evening. You'd imagine that would be another win. Let's get more than one goal, Mick. You're not yeah. scoring many goals. I appreciate England aren't either. Different teams, different chats. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Duffy, yeah. Duffy made amends because he got caught napping for the first Denmark goal. Yeah. And Christian Eriksen was funny afterwards and they said, do you think a draw was a fair result? And he just went, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, Denmark will be disappointed with themselves. Ireland, though, delighted. Mm. Yeah. Good oh, point God. on the road. Yeah, absolutely. For Big to Mick. Denmark. It's not an easy place to go. Ding-dongs of late. And Denmark. Did, presumably Big yeah, well, when you say ding-dongs, I mean, Denmark hammered them in that playoff, didn't yeah, they? All right, a, a ding. Yeah. <laughs> but they've provided a bit more dong. A ding in which there was no dong in return. <laughs> dong um, dong. Presumably Big Mick spent their post-match press conferences talking about Ipswich, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. When they equalised, did, uh, did Mick McCarthy start telling the, uh, the away fans, the Irish fans, just to F off Yeah, in true uh, Ipswich, uh, in, in, in Ipswich style? Uh, Northern Ireland got a good win away to Estonia they're playing their part in this group they're doing what they set out they wanted to do they had a turnaround there Washington and McGuinness on 77 and 80 minutes three wins from three for Northern Ireland the Green and White Army are away to Belarus tomorrow evening now they've still got to play Germany and the Netherlands oh, they've they've got some, <laughs> those are tough ones coming down the road they do. but if they win away to Belarus which, which they can they'll have given themselves the best chance of qualifying and that's what O'Neill said and that's what everybody says you know you've got your two games against Estonia and Belarus first You've got to win four out of four. Well, they've won three yeah. out of four so far. Yeah, you never know; they could make something. <laughs> and on a, on a semi-serious point, they've got their fixtures in the right order, right? Because do. you don't want to be ca- playing Netherlands away That's and then it, Germany yeah. at home in the first no. two games. Mm. It's, it really that becomes really prevalent in like a World Cup. Totally. And you think we've got a tough group, but you know what? We're playing Iran first. Yeah. If you're playing Portugal, then Brazil first. Yeah. You're out of it like before you even know. Coast. Exactly. So there we go. No, that's right. Because if Northern Ireland they they'd won only one of the first four or something, they think. Oh, all right, well, what are we playing for here? Whereas now, their players will be thinking, right, if, if we can just... You, you never know. It does seem very unlikely, of course. Hmm. But you're giving themselves the best of chances. They, they've, they've got a track record of punching above their weight, Northern oh, Ireland, so good on them. Yeah, have a bit never of respect. know. I'll tell you what, though, put it another way, Jeremy and Netherlands, if you got for them a minnow, in quotes, to be playing against, they wouldn't pick Northern Ireland. No, I don't think no. they would. So, yeah, it stands for something. Absolutely, yeah. What about the Women's World Cup? Yeah, it's, it's underway. well underway and England are off to a winning start. They beat Scotland 2-1. Decent start for those Lionesses. Um, Scotland playing in their first World Cup as well, Jim. Mm. Yeah, Nice to see. They were Indeed. really good. Were you, support, thought... you supporting England, Jim? <laughs> yes. Good well, okay. Okay. <laughs> like Bit of an interrogation. Yeah. 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 Are the questions going like to get harder than this? <laughs> yeah. Like very very much... to find a general. All right, was it a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we needed to go to VAR for that one. It Do looped think? up in the air as soon as it ran. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? Ball to hand. <laughs> it's clear. On natural and, and body you, shape. And you guys covered it really well on Thursday. I'm allowed to say that because I wasn't present. Mm. Uh, the These laws, when they pertain to handball mm-hmm. and actually offside, the, the right decision has been made yeah. as the laws have been written up yes. but the laws are an ass indeed <laughs> because <laughs> the Jesse Lingard one to go back to that mm-hmm. if Jesse Lingard's a size 6 not a size 8 yeah. he's not offside mm. and mm. also the offside rules to stop goal hanging in there exactly I understand the rules sort of develop and 
and evolve. But yeah, anyway. But I should I should say that um, people who are keen for some women's World Cup content of depth should stay across Andy Brassels Brassels at the the match because um, he's over in France at the moment and his episode on England v Scotland will be available shortly on the On the Continent feed, so keep checking back on that. Yeah, yeah. England in a group with Japan and Japan. Argentina, and they should go through that. I know Japan are handy. So it's, it's a tough... I know England beat them before. It's a tough old group for to, to start off, especially with the... I mean, they've got through the Scotland test, which is the big thing. Which England, is important. England, once again, easing themselves into a tournament. Yeah, 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 I yeah. didn't think it, uh, they were going to uh, make it in the well, end. Well, they won the uh, She Believes Cup, of course. What was yeah. it, last year? Mm. Um, or was it, I forget when it was. Recently, certainly. Um, so England, they're, they're, they're outside... I mean, the US will be favourites, even mm. though England did, did beat them in the Shoe Believes. It was a, it was a lovely steer. It though. was They've a lovely steered finish from White under pressure. Yes. I thought it, mm. she had very little time to steer that past the. Well, she'd had one ruled out for offside as well, correctly, yeah. um, mm. but kept her head up, which is great. Mm. Uh, what do we think of Phil Neville wearing the old Gareth Southgate waistcoat? Into it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really into it. Is yeah, that I, okay? I don't mind it. No, I yeah, it bodes well, doesn't it's it? It's good attire for that temperature. <laughs> Southgate wearing Sensible. a jumper in Portugal. Sensible. Yeah. I'm looking forward to You can tell Southgate's trying to get away from the waistcoat yeah, reputation. Yeah, yeah. He's not worn yeah. one since, has he? Mm. I wonder what he's going to bring out for the next tournament. Cravat. Yeah, I love that. Cravat. A, a Paul Tisdale. Yeah. Assuming no, England get there, Luke. Yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Have you seen those free lines recently? Oh. <laughs> it's been really good. There's, a, there's reports of like the um, the actual attendances have been far lower than anybody expected and stuff. Like FIFA have been going on about they've they've sold out so many, mm. um, sold out uh, so many of the um, actual uh, fixtures, but not in the group stages. It was no. actually quite quiet, which mm. is disappointing yeah. to see, FIFA, really. FIFA talking shite again. Yeah. <laughs> FIFA talking, talking shite again. <laughs> Still, though, the, the, the platform for the, this Women's World Cup is brilliant, isn't it? It's, it's the most visible it's ever been, and I think actually one of the real highlights of this season across the board has not just been, you know, the, the prevalence of, of female pundits and, and, and commentators and co-commentators that we've started to see a bit more since the last World Cup, but also um, the journalistic approach to, to women's football is, is put it front and centre in a way we've, mm. we've never seen before. Oh, we're, we're, not talking red, we're not talking like Red Button anymore. We're talking no, like front and centre booze. I'm really looking forward to the Argentina-Japan match later this afternoon. Um, the Brazil-Jamaica one as well. Like, Jamaica... Khadija Shaw is an athlete. She is... <laughs> like, Jamaica had so many... So many... They got into so many positions I thought they were going to um, turn over Brazil. But, obviously, it's Brazil. Even though they've got a lot of injuries, it's... Um, I can see Brazil getting pretty far in that competition. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. After this break, we're going to talk about our season predictions and unveil them. See you in a minute. Luke, you're right to reply. It began over ten years ago in a rented house in Halston. I'd like to see James Richardson back on terrestrial television. Four microphones and a mini-disc recorder. In all seriousness, no, The Guardian's Football Weekly is brilliant. Now it's listened to worldwide by millions. So James Richardson, it's a see what he is, he ticks on the boxes, a junior authority of the game. Come with us on a summertime journey through the history of the football ramble. He's a respected journalist, no doubt about that. Ten years of the football ramble. And not only that, he's fucking funny as well. Starting this Thursday, the 13th. Um, my right to reply is, why are you only using clips from the last three months? If it's, <laughs> <laughs> if it's, if it's a 10 year special. Sound quality's terrible, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I wish it was a bit worse. I'm glad we... <laughs> do, do you think I'm funny as well? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as if he thinks James Richardson's more of a laugh than Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a laugh saying that. 
I'm sure there'll be plenty of gems, and that is, of course, the whole point of doing it. Oh, so massively. There are, some, it, sure. there are some uh, uh, foresight stinkers in there. Yeah, there really there mm. Just so people know, for context, it's currently, being, it's currently being checked again for libel. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I edited it. I don't know what, what yeah. I don't know what's going to work. It's literally being checked up. right now yeah. as we speak. So yeah. there we go. Let's so, see how it goes. We, right. we were all fans of James Richardson back in the day. There's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. He's a lovely chap as well. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing to be He's fucking of. funny as well. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm used to sitting in a room with you three. <laughs> right then. Here we go. The season predictions unveiling bum, begins. Bum. So we predicted Premier League winner, relegated teams, dark horse, first manager to be sacked slash leave, top scorer, player of the season, player with most red cards and some notable mad shit. Right. Happened. Mm. So, should we start off with Premier League winner and Premier go around the winner. table? Okay. And we're going to tick off and things that, we'll, that we can tick off because some of the things are open for debate, aren't they? Absolutely. So, Premier League winner. The Premier League winner, of course, was Manchester City. Luke, what did you put? I got Manchester City. BT. I got Manchester City. Jimmy. I got Manchester City. And I got Manchester City. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there there we Two horse yeah. legs. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. That was a shame. That was my only chance of nudging myself into the lead against somebody. Hmm. All right. Relegated teams. They were, of course, Huddersfield, Fulham, and Cardiff. Luke Moore. Huddersfield. Mm hmm. Cardiff. Yep. And Brighton. And Brighton. Oh, very close. Two out of three. That Brighton was pretty close. decent. That's about yeah. as close as you can Hard get luck. while also being wrong. Yeah. <laughs> PT. Uh, I went for Cardiff, yeah. Huddersfield, and Watford. Yeah, Watford finished 11th. They had a good season. Went yeah. to the FA Cup Still got final. two out of three, though, Donnie. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Not too bad. I also went for Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Bournemouth. Oh. Mm. blunderbussing, aren't we? I went to Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Southampton. Oof. So I was We were all decided on yeah. Cardiff and Huddersfield. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately yeah. wrong. Now, uh, Dark Horse are sort of... Um, we have to open for the back. We have to decide between us who's got the yeah. best here. I, I, th yeah. I think Wolves would be the closest. If we're gonna, if we're gonna have to land somewhere, uh, Man United. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes packages can be bad. If yeah. we're gonna land somewhere, yeah. let's land with Wolves because that's what I've got. Uh -huh. Oh, but, but, but it's open to debate. <laughs> oh, <he's> <laughs> Jim, what do you think? I'm willing to be uh, a uh, floating voter here. Pete, what have you got? Um, I've picked Watford going down, but I've also picked Watford as a surprise package. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. are technically a surprise packet. <laughs> FA Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm no, saying, but, guys. Nah, and they finish a lot higher than you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, no, I can, you can't have Watford, I'm afraid. Oh. Jim? I've gone for Wolves as well. Okay. Oh, well done, Jim. I went for Everton, who finished eighth, so. About par for them, really. Yeah, I d yeah. I, I, to be honest, I don't think Everton would be. Nah. No. I think it's Wolves. I think mm, Wolves, yeah. I think we're happy with that. Okay. okay. Mm. Um, first manager uh, to be sacked was uh, Slavisa Jukanovic, of course. Who was then followed by Mark Hughes and then Jose Mourinho? Well, we ha didn't we have first manager to, to be sacked or leave? Or leave, yeah. Yes. yeah, leave, okay, yeah. Okay. So, Luke, what have you got? I've got Jose Mourinho. Oh, unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. I've also got Jose Mourinho. I went for Claude Puel. Uh, I went for Mark Hughes. So, um, oh, you got second. That's not bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but it wasn't on the mark. No. Uh, top scorer with Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. And Mr. Aubameyang. So, you know, a lot of choices there. Yeah. Who who got one of them right, Luke? I went Sergio Aguero. Um, mm. Petey. Uh, Aubameyang? Did you? No, no I you didn't, didn't do didn't. it. You forgot to fill it in. Yeah, Watford. When we got Charlie to do this, to remind us, he, he comes back, he goes, oh, Luke, a bit of a problem. What's that? <laughs> Pete hasn't done a top scorer. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's going to be a bummy. I'm going to. I already knew. Everyone knew. You're, it's annoying because you're less wrong than yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Were you thinking that nobody would score? I spoiled <laughs> yeah. no yeah. my legendary goal record. I just spoiled my ballot. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Jim. 
Uh, I went for Harry Kane. Yeah, I went for Harry Kane as well, and that didn't happen. That's funny that we all missed it. Really strange. And there were three winners. Because we know a lot about football. Yeah, but I, th- I think Mo Salah was the one that somebody should have gone for. Pete, yeah. perhaps. I've written James Richardson. Okay, fair enough. Uh, player, player of the season, Luke Moore. It was Van Dyke. Did you have Van yeah. Dyke? I don't. I think you know the answer to that. Yeah, that's a no. Uh, I had Sergio Aguero again. Very much yeah. one exit all in one basket scenario. Yeah. The reason I went for that is because I think... I can't remember the specifics, but Aguero is very underrepresented in yeah. these kind of things. Yeah. And you think that he would like get yeah. get it given after he'll he'll the, uh, he'll Remember it happened the, to Ryan Giggs, didn't it? Did. So I thought, yeah. he, I thought he might um, bang him in and everyone mm. go, do you know what? Actually, he deserves it. Yeah. Well, remember at the end I was of, wrong. At the end of Ryan Giggs' career, they were sort of going, God, he's been here such a long time. Like Nobody sort of realises how much work he puts in and how good he is mm-hmm. because he's just been a fixture for such a long time. Same with Aguero, I think. Mm. He's, P.E.D., he, who have you put? All right, mate. Yeah. Uh, all right, mate. I'll slow this uh, piece of shit down if I want to. Uh, player of the season, Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> that is an outrageous shout. Well, by you. I thought he, you know, he gets some games, he tear it up, he take his career to the next level. It needs to be a starting player. I mean, he was well, for I the didn't first know bit. he was going to no, be a starting player. He did start a lot early on, but mm. Guardiola likes to rotate. To be fair, so. I had Bernardo Silva last year, and he hardly got on the team last year. <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah. Jimbo. So I had Eden Hazard, which for a time I thought, oh, I might be on to something. Not a bad shout, really. Oh, it won't be him next year enough. I went down the loop more route and put all my uh, eggs in one basket went for Harry Kane and my thinking was of course Spurs will be in that new bleeding stadium uh, sort of fairly early <laughs> on <laughs> hammering the goals and whatnot so I was stitched up by um, by developers again out of order yeah, and my... you can hear from that developer on the Ramble Meets Tom Absolutely. Jones good guy bloody good rep <laughs> right yeah, to reply yeah, yeah. yeah. but he's ruined my prediction there yeah. uh, ooh, play with most red cards the answer is Wes Morgan and uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. They both um, got two red cards each this mm. season. This category is always a bit underwhelming because mm. you think someone's going to get loads and no one ever yeah. does. I mean, yeah. like the highest ever is what, three in a season, is it? I think it might be Frank Sinclair or is that... Is yeah. it you get the most own goals? I think I'm some, Yeah, I don't think that's right. Still, it's generally not that high. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any more facts you're not sure about? <laughs> I've got loads, mate. That's what he's known I've for. Got loads. <laughs> he's allowed to slow it down with his fake facts. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, got, I had uh, Wes Morgan and Hoiberg for, with two each. Okay, fair no, enough. I had Nabi Cater. Nabi uh, Cater. Didn't get any. PT. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi. Okay. But Wes Morgan obviously took all of the took all the heat. Took yeah. all the heat. <laughs> exactly. you go for Ndidi? That's interesting. Because he, he's got a pretty bad disciplinary record um, mm. the previous season. Okay. I used data. Yeah, to inform my a opinion. kind of deep maths. Yes, <laughs> which proved AI. to be wrong. Yeah. I need some deep learning. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. Um, I assume that this is the exact wording that I sent in because I've gone for granite fucking Xhaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I went for Marco and Eltovic. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. There. yeah. But mm. annoyingly, he had his head turned and then he just couldn't be bothered. None yeah. of us got that right. Mm, None of us got that right. Hey, here we go. The notable magic section, the highlight of everything. Yeah, mm. notable magic. Uh, again, we're very open for debate, of course. Uh, Luke, what have you gone for? I've got Neil Warnock physically fights someone. <laughs> Oh, very close. Did that happen? Yeah. No, sadly not. Like he was about aggressive. to fight a camera. He verbally yeah. fought people, but he didn't physically yeah. fight someone. I thought he was going to go over the top at this season. But <laughs> blow his top. Yeah. Um, I, went, I gave myself two chances. Uh, one was Marcus gets a tattoo. Uh-huh. Which he, Did that happen? Uh, <laughs> take Sounds your like a story now. Disrobe. <laughs> Sorry, Marcus, we need to see you completely naked. And shaved. <laughs> so, soon after, so soon after the last time. Yeah. What else? Uh, I went for Rwandan tourism uh, numbers fall. <laughs> oh, because of Arsenal? Because of the Arsenal. Do we have a fact? Uh, it would just be the kiss of death for Arsenal. Uh, it hasn't happened, according to Charlie, um, perusing a few uh, websites. World Travel and Tourism Council, uh, founded in uh, two thousand, found in two thousand eighteen, uh, random tourism travel contributed a higher GDP than any other East African country. That doesn't say there was an increase, though. 
It just says that they contributed more than any other East African country. I think you're wrong. I mean, yeah, is I your answer in the spirit of the season? Yeah, exactly. You'd be disappointed if you spent a lot of money on an Arsenal armband and didn't get more. So did Marcus get a Rwandan tattoo or not? <laughs> <laughs> Jim? I actually went for Jose Mourinho will shove an opposing manager or referee off their feet. So Ooh, similar to yours, but nice. not quite okay. yeah. there. And also didn't happen. I, could, I, could, I mean, he kicked a water bottle thing over. It's mm. not the same, it is got it? got very aggressive. Well, do we know what was inside those water bottles? He could have pushed a fan over and it wouldn't have been the same. Because True, that would have been good yeah, though. It would have Depending been on good. the age and... Ability. Top, yeah, ability to fan, yeah. Ability. Yeah. <laughs> not having a disability. Oh, right, I thought you meant... I, I wouldn't like to see Justin Murray going to the wheelchair section pushing everyone over. No, like, no, That no. would not be something you would no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Marcus? Um, it would give us some content though, but yeah, it would Marcus, be unwanted have got, content. Have you gone for Marcus gets a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> and the big reveal. you yourself down there because you could have won. Yeah. Um, I went for David Luiz scores uh, more than one overhead or bicycle kick. I thought... Wow. That's not a big one. Well, I thought under Sari, I thought that yeah. Luiz, you playing the bit of football. David Luiz has been very quiet really these last mm. sort of two or three seasons or however long it's been, really since Antonio Conte came along. Uh, and I can see what you're going for there. He used to be mad. Yeah, remember yeah. it used to be proper swashbuckling stuff. Mm. He's, he's much more conservative, way more disciplined. And I, th- I wondered under Sari. I know that there's a certain system, but I, I thought that um, he might be released a little bit more. But clearly, he wasn't. So I was wrong. He's become less risk averse, hasn't he? Yeah. So I think I think Jim and uh, Luke. Mm. Well, out, I mean, I I've got. I tell you, I've got one, two, three, four. No, I've only got four, four ticks. I mean, I started off yeah. very strong, and I've, I've got, got nothing same. right after that. I've got four as well. So hang on. So I've, I mean, I've got three ticks, but I mean, okay. really, it goes down to the dark horse you both picked. Wolves. Okay, Wolves. fair enough. We'll take it. So what, hang on. But what about first manager to leave? You had Jose Mourinho, Jim. Yeah. I had Cla- Claude Puel. So, so I, I think you I, edge I, had a, I think I think, I think on head to head, Luke Edging edges it. it. Yeah. Third season in a row, chaps. Deal with it. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Does that include the? the this you, is my going for gold. That, that's <laughs> the World Cup, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, very. Well, yeah. Well, well done. done. I mean, listeners, if you're listening still, don't check that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, I, won no, I think you edged you. it on the World Cup. There we go. Mm. So you've at least got to be good at something. Exactly. That and um, being a world Nob. expert in James Richardson. <laughs> 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 All right. For the last time this season, let's go to the WhatsApp group. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? WhatsApp. For God's sake! Welcome everybody. Ooh. Welcome. Thought it's been a long season. And it's been an intriguing season. We've seen some amazing football. We've seen some uh, wonderful performances and two great teams in Man City and Liverpool. Liverpool were the champions. We've seen some some interesting bits and pieces in the uh, the first UEFA Nations League. And it's been interesting to see how that tournament has panned out. Yeah. But we're going to finish with talking about Newcastle United. <laughs> oh, are we? <laughs> are we about to see... Newcastle have a takeover no. and Jose Mourinho <laughs> replaced Rafa Benitez there are rumours and they are growing louder by the week we've spoken about this before when, Pete honestly, I don't know why I have to repeat ourselves and I have to repeat my own opinion yes go on yeah. I just don't think either is going to happen well hang on what about this because Mourinho right. said only last year when talking about Newcastle, I like to go there. I like the feeling of going to Mr. Robson's home. It's a nice sentiment. Mm, I like the stadium. Yeah. I like the atmosphere. I like the Geordies. And he also likes wealthy owners of football yeah. clubs. Mm. Just, Luke Ball, Luke Ball, what are you thinking? Kept, well, I've just kept pretty quiet up till now. <laughs> <laughs> but you've missed. You've kind of missed yeah. a few shows where the takeover's been. Well, I'm going to say. I'm going to say yep. if because obviously coming up after this show, so final show of the season, we're going to put a lot of best of shows out as you've mm-hmm. already mentioned. If if Newcastle get a billionaire takeover, yes. Saturday again, night again, takeover. And, hire, again. and hire Mourinho, we might have to come back in. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> because there was a picture of that you sent around. Someone took a photo of the ground where they're removing all the sports direct things off the stadium. 
Yeah, it was just like a replay, like a, a general uh, re-upping of the um, stadium hoardings. I was going to say, because if, if the yeah. next photo was oh. this bigger ones, then fair enough. But <laughs> people were reading into that, weren't they? So this could actually be possible. Yeah, because there's a couple of sports direct signs in, in a bin. You sort of get a bit, there's, oh, can you I, get a bit excited. Can I say, you. I'm very happy with, generally speaking, the ownership of the club I support at the moment. And we want a bit of calm waters right after what Portsmouth have been through. So if I had mm-hmm. to pick a club to get a billionaire takeover, oh, I would yeah. pick Newcastle. Oh, absolutely. So I'm absolutely delighted to hear it. But they do have a billionaire in charge at the moment. A better billionaire. <laughs> Jim, presumably, if Jose Mourinho and all that happened, you would you would love it if he went there. Well, I don't know because I if you that throw, was a Keegan if reference, you throw an, of course. <laughs> but if you were to throw another um, sort of sugar daddy club um, at the top six, I think Arsenal would suffer the most from it. So. <laughs> oh come on, it's not the spirit of what we're talking about. No, oh. no, it's not. Do you honestly think Newcastle United would significantly improve on the pitch with no, this? No, they get worse. And that's exactly. Why it's good. Think about what you're know. saying, guys. Hostler was leaving, so have, oh, a bit of, have a bit of respect. Sorry, right? yeah. Rondon got a couple. He's, the, he's a literally West Brom player. I know that's the, that's what I mean. I'm saying. <laughs> Imagine the beer there going coming away. Good news, everyone. I've taken over the club. <laughs> First portal call. Going to get Rondon in. <laughs> <laughs> get him back. And then when Rondon comes in, that's just a release, move. release a statement saying no further business. <laughs> I'd, I'd take that again. Carl Waters. That's all you want. Jim, would you take a Newcastle billionaire takeover if Arsenal got relegated? <laughs> <laughs> we really it. are near the end of the season. Aren't we? Next season. Can I get back yeah. to you at the start of next season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why are your headphones not on your ears? Because because um, he's on the, the beach. They, they, they're hurting my ears. Oh, oh, they get, they get hot, don't they? Such um, a hot ears. Pete, would you like to see Jose Mourinho place Rafa Benitez at Newcastle? Because that is a fair question. Is it a fair question? It is because you like Rafa, but yeah. yet Mourinho coming in is going to be not as good as Rafa well no but Rafa they don't they don't exactly play wonderful oh, but there's stuff no under fun under Mourinho they play is better there? football than yeah. Josie Mourinho's Manchester yeah, United side it's fair to say Benitez would take it quite badly <laughs> just the soap opera yeah I don't want Rafa to lose his job um, however we would find consolation in the content it would give us yeah. you... also there's a, a, a thing we have to seriously address here that f- for us the podcast if, if you know Ashley sells the club we do lose Mike Ashley so mm. would we would we keep up would we stick with Mike Ashley updates if he wasn't involved in football because yeah, I for one would be sad to lose the club yeah. he might take over Arsenal oh god imagine the, the, the shake might actually get into the spirit of things start drinking vomiting in fireplaces <laughs> who knows <laughs> Seems who knows yeah, um, did you see uh, also uh, the Italian midfielder uh, Nicola Barella smashing the ball as hard as he could yeah. into the ball boy's face no. it was obscene he instantly apologised to be fair he did he but jumped over the hallway I don't think he meant to do it no he meant to do it but it was a beautiful shot <laughs> that kid was rattled it was targeted like a late night like a late night unwanted text message from Pete Donaldson followed mm. by I am instantly sorry, sorry. that was a phone call by the way was it a phone call yeah he, was it he, Alan Shearer taking over the club Alan Shearer took over Newcastle United <laughs> and about 3.30 in the morning you called me up twice Gets to, every time, bi- to bypass my do not disturb on my phone <laughs> and then ranted on the phone to the, so loud you woke up my girlfriend mm. and then text me saying I'm instantly sorry yeah mm. is that how you get past it Pete just two quick calls and you're through <laughs> I'm instantly <laughs> sorry yeah, so that's, how, that's how it used to work do not disturb I don't know if it still does also can anyway. you Uber me my suit around please can you, yeah. Uber, can you Uber me home <laughs> yeah. can you Uber me around to James Richardson's house <laughs> that's it ladies and gentlemen yeah um, but before we go Luke Moore's got to remind you nicely done the, Marcus of, of the good news that is coming well, no, want, the good news is here and the, yeah. The, yeah. I just want to say thanks to everyone to make it, for making it possible for us to come this far and to push on even more in our mm. pursuit of creating football podcasts that everyone hopefully enjoys have a great summer enjoy the best of episodes we've got lined up for you over the next few weeks and we'll be back before you know it because 
Foot, Football Ramble Daily is coming Monday, 5th of August. Mm. Football Ramble Daily, Monday, 5th of August. Football Ramble Daily is coming home. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for journeying with us for another season. We couldn't and wouldn't do it without you. And you have given us more than you could ever know. And I hope we've given you something back in, uh, you know, something worth your while. Yeah. And certainly mm. as the, the, the Football Ramble Daily uh, will give you a lot more rambles and all that. We shall be back towards the end of July. But thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a bloody pleasure. Luke Moore, thank you. We'll be back middle of July, but the daily one starts 5th of August. Yes. I want to make that clear. Thank you very much. Thanks to everyone. Thanks for having me. It's been great. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Pete Donaldson. Goodbye, everyone. Well done, Jim Campbell. Enjoy your summer, everyone. And well done, listeners. Was a radio staccato production. Just give me a high five. Oh, sorry. I thought you wanted to do something. It's the end of the season, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, everyone. Well done. Well done. Well done. Jim, I can't reach you for a high five. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I hope those best halves are good. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.